Moving the Image, animation and inspiration from Creative Studio Figuration. I'm Leo Crane, animator, painter, and co-founder of South London Creative Studio Figuration. In this series of podcasts, I'll be chatting with some of those behind our current productions to reveal why animation is such a powerful way to tell stories. Welcome back to Morley Radio for episode two of Moving the Image. I'm here, Leo Crane, with two very special guests, Roy and Maya. Hello. Hi. And amongst their many creative talents, both are life models and, like many in their trade, use this creative space to find stillness in a busy urban life. And it's this experience that has inspired our current production, Nude Triumphant, down at Figuration, our studio in Crystal Palace. Now, Roy, do you want to kick off with a few words to introduce yourself? My name is Roy Joseph Butler, and I run Figuration with you. Uh, and I'm, I'm also a life model and have been for a number of years now. Um, and it was certainly an experience that inspired me to, I don't know, create the story that inspired New Triumphant. And Maya, how about you? Um, so also a life model um, with Figuration from my very first actual life modelling. And then outside of that, I'm also dancing and writing. But these things are starting to blend into Figuration more and more. And we're here today in Morley College, and you've both modelled here. Yes. Um, yes. And you've even done a course here, haven't you, Maya? Yeah, maybe more than one course here, actually. I've perhaps I've done quite a few different things at Morley College. <laughs> but it's safe to say we're all a bit of Morley College fan club, aren't we? I love it here. It's good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, certainly we're very happy to be part of Morley Radio and also for Morley's support of our voiceovers for um, animations. And uh, and for New Triumphant that we're talking about today. So about that project, um, you've both been critical in developing the creative concept as well as the characters and, of course, writing the script. But the spark of the idea came from a blog you wrote, Roy, yeah. back in 2013, 2014? 2013 or 2014. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm struggling to remember <laughs> myself. It was around about that time. Several years um, ago. Several years ago. I have yeah. a feeling it was late 2013 um, that I wrote this blog. And what inspired you to write it? <laughs> the blog, well, the actual blog is called uh, Literary Impressions. And it was uh, my way of getting some writing out there and responding to the things that I read in life. And this particular blog that inspired New Triumphant was called a London Model. In fact, it still is called a London Model. It's there in the uh, Tumblr archive somewhere. And I wrote this blog in response to a book I read called London Triptych, um, written by Jonathan Kemp. And there is a, a character in there, quite a um, sort of very much a side character uh, for most of the novel, who is a life model. Um, he's nameless. He's not the main character. But his experience actually prompted me to think about what my experience as a life model really is like, at least for me. And that's what I wrote my blog about. And how, what was that experience for you then, <laughs> those years ago? <laughs> All those years ago. Um, I, it was hard not to think about how I used that space intrinsically. Life modelling, for those who don't do it, it is very mu it's a very physically demanding job. In stillness, you're using so many muscles. And the one muscle, as it were, that I found myself using intrinsically was just my mind. I was, I was sort of taken away... Um, in a kind of, dare I say it, meditative way. The things that I would think about would be sort of siphoned down to just one or two. 
and I could just sort of use that time to sort of I don't uh, be I think that much closer to me. Um, sounds really corny when I say it, but when, when I'm actually sort of going through it, it's a very real experience. It's a very genuine experience. And I wanted to somehow convey that in in my blogs. That's what I talked about. And, and talking about it, I talked about things like how I related to the time that I was taking to model, how I related to the things that my body was going to, going through. When those didn't pop into my mind, I would do lots of problem solving as well in my life, but just one or two things. So it was a very, very fruitful time. Every time I modeled was very fruitful in my mind. Well, the blog certainly resonated with me because um, I think that was one of the things that first brought us together and led us to set up Figuration. Mm. Um, And as part of that, back in 2016, you launched the Starkers Academy as part of our program of workshop workshops and events yes yeah we launched we actually launched that in 2017 so we, 2017, we, we incorporated in 2016 and in i think it was i don't know spring 2017 started this thing called the starkers academy um through which really lovely platform through which we actually met maya maya was our third academician yes. i'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Our third academician. Maya, how was the Starkers Academy experience for you? What was it, first of all, and why yeah, we to, were you drawn to we it? We need to describe what it is, yeah. don't we? So for me, it came about in the summer of 2017. I think it was by then that I joined. And it was a kind of like a call out for people trying um, life modelling for the first time. Yeah, I kind of saw this little post about this kind of queer space where I could come in and try some life modeling and yeah, I really really enjoyed it. It was a it just felt like a really safe way to approach something that I'd kind of always wanted to do. I've kind of always been interested in life modeling maybe because I thought you got like grapes in a silk robe. Um <laughs> I think that's kind of what I thought it was. So I was like, let me go along and see what happens. And I brought my own silk robe or something like that, so that's fine. We did, I do remember that, actually. Yeah, I think I had some kind of over-glamorous throw and, like, loads of jewellery because that was kind of what I was working with. Sorry for not giving you grapes. Oh, that's okay. Like, I think I actually got, like, um, I had a rum and coke instead, which is, like, way better than grapes. (laughs) So what I was doing was I was um, up on this little stage in The Glory. Um, It's a wonderful little gay pub. And... um, did poses, I think, starting at maybe like three minutes or like, you know, the minute dynamic poses, which then went on. I think the longest I did was, was it 20 minutes? Yes. Yes. Um, I remember that really well because I remember I was sitting for 20 minutes like on a side angle. And I remember like halfway through just being like, oh, good God, ow. But then... um. <laughs> You held the pose. Thank you. I yeah. did. Because um, <laughs> the playlist was going on and Non Je Ne Rien by Edith Piaf started yeah. playing halfway through. And I just always remember that so vividly because I remember being like, oh my God, this hurts. And then I was like, no, Je Ne Rien. just, <laughs> it kept me going. So like I got my really, like, I didn't get like grapes, but I got all the drama <laughs> that I wanted from live modeling. Yeah, I really have all the like, lovely associations with being like a really fun event, one that was really visual, one that I genuinely enjoyed. And then it kind of unlocked me into this, unlocked me? Opened the door to mm-hmm. this world where I started working as a life model from that. Yeah. And I think we should add that this the Starkers Academy experience is actually a live life drawing session. So people are yes. buying tickets to come, in, come and draw. Um, and there's this, I, I think, a great, 
interaction between some of these people who've never drawn before with someone who's never modeled before but both Mm. sides really wanting to come together not necessarily knowing what to expect yeah um, but coming out more creative because of it I hope yeah, I I really remember the drawings that I saw that day. Well, probably more than like a lot of other sessions I'd done with different artists. I really remember that day, like the real joy of, oh, you drew this. And oh, I remember how I was feeling when I was stuck like that. Like, <laughs> and you've talked also about how, both of you actually, about how people see you when you're a model as opposed to how people see you out in the real world, if we yeah. can make that distinction. Yeah, um, for that reason, I've always kind of found life modeling to be, I don't want to say like empowering, but a very affirming space for me. It's, um, it was really interesting coming into it, everybody's kind of asking everyone who's not modeling, it's, oh, you're doing nudity, like, how do you feel naked? How do you feel naked? And it's like, actually, like, that's not the primary concern there. I'm not here to display me for you. I'm, it's kind of a conversation that's going on. It's a... Yeah, I find it a really, really affirming space. You're not, I don't know, I don't want to put it into certain terms, but I don't, it's a space that I've kind of have this ownership over. And, you know, if I'm naked, I'm not revealing to you. We're kind of on the same level, if that makes sense. Mm. Roy, what does that resonate with you? Absolutely. Uh, life modelling enables someone to have a very unique kind of relationship with the world around them and with the people who are interacting with them. And that's just a given. It's certainly not something that everyone enjoys, but what it does provide is a sense of you just being you in front of people who are trying to critically uh, associate with you and capture you in a very affirming way, It's intrinsically. If anything, the people who are drawing are much more worried about their own drawings than the yeah. naked person in front <laughs> of them. definitely vouch for that. <laughs> well, the drawings yeah. can be as... Re- more revealing about yourself than absolutely. maybe taking yeah. your clothes off. Maybe. Absolutely. So it's great to have a platform like this where... Certainly, the, the model is being revealed. They're mm. having just this, this kind of really new experience and new way of communicating something of themselves, a very strong part of themselves. But also the people who are drawing are communicating um, something very strongly and how they as- associate and identify the subject in front of them. Um, and that's why I thought it was a really great idea to create something like the Academy. Certainly it gives people a sense of ticking something off of a bucket list so if they want to try life modeling for the first time, they yep. go tick done. <laughs> um, I like being there as a provider. Um, but also, and also people <laughs> go, actually, I might be really interested in, in doing something. How do I get into it? Mm. And I've gotten some slack from people online going, well, just why, you, why do you need an Academy? Just go out there and do it. And on the one hand, I go, okay, fair enough. Yeah, because that's how I got into it. There's no need to have an account. But it's a really funny name, a really quirky name for something that enables people to do something that otherwise they wouldn't know how to get involved. It provides like a safe, a really necessary safe space within modeling. Like I'm definitely really grateful that I had that avenue to go into Mm -hmm. it. Rather than like, oh, I'll just go on. Like, like no, I would definitely always choose this experience yeah. where I got to meet a little community. And, you know, then my life modeling kind of went from there. Indeed. And it's certainly been in demand. I mean, there's no shortage of people approaching us in the studio asking, can they be part of it? Absolutely. And it's grown into something, I think, where we can really see the thing that we strive for, which is this creative collaboration coming together. So now we have... Um, we produce the events, the models come in to 
perform at the events, people come in to draw, but it's also grown further than that, hasn't it? Oh, it's grown much further. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's uh, you know a part of you know our latest production, New Triumphant. Have you spoken about that? Yet? No, tell us why. Okay. How um, <laughs> sort of stirring the conversation into that line of thought. Uh, the the Starkers Academy has been going since way. We, we I think we have like we're coming up to like the thirteenth or fourteenth one, and it's changed in some really clear ways. Certainly, it's still what it was—a platform for first-time life models to be there centre stage, as it were, as a real subject for people drawing and painting from all different levels of ability. But of course, now we have this thing called the New Triumphant. What is New Triumphant? Well, it's our um, Figuration Studio um, original animation that has the Academy at its heart. Um, it's a story of... Uh, can, I talk, can I talk about it? So, you yeah, please, we go. that's what we're here for. It's a story of a, of a man who... Um, is rushing around through life, because that's what we do. At least that's what we do in the big city. I'm sure they do this in other places too. Um, and he finds himself in a place that he didn't expect to ever find himself. And this is the Academy. And in the Academy, he finds a lot of what he didn't expect, a lot of himself that he didn't expect to see. And so it's certainly a film about seeing, about re-identifying, and about exploring. Identity, yes, but also just new ways of uh, looking at oneself and the world. So that is a little summary of New Triumphant. I'm not quite sure how much to give away. Well, there's. can I introduce the character of the professor? Well, I, I was going to do that, but also <laughs> I was going to say another another way that the Academy has progressed is that it's not just hosted by me or you sometimes. It's actually hosted by um, a personality. So there's something about life modelling, I was going to say life drawing, life modelling, which is quite performative. Not in a quite high sense, but there's some kind of performative action going on. And so we have, over the past couple of years, introduced a little bit of, shall we say, cabaret into it. Um, and we work with a, <clears throat> a woman named Joanna Calderwood, who um, is uh, a self-proclaimed feminist clown, I think. And we, we first saw her performing with one of her characters at uh, the Edinburgh Fringe. And it was a very body positive, um, uh, affirming kind of experience that I just thought, and actually you thought as well, would just be wonderful up and against this, well, actually within the Academy itself and actually as a real host and a foil to what everybody else is doing in the Academy. And it seems to have worked really, really well. So now we're working with Joanna to develop a new character who will be within the animation and making a debut soon at the actual Real Academy. And I think this has been the critical turning point, I think, because we've had this story, as you said, since you wrote your blog. Um, 10,000 years ago. Five years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, there's always a danger, I think, of becoming a little too earnest, a little too preachy. Mm -hmm. And this is where the fun of live performance and cabaret can really provide the foil that you need to engage people with the core of the story. So um, Joe, as... Um, I'm sure we'll bring her onto this podcast later in the series, um, has provided that um, against the real life experiences of you, Roy, that you wrote in your blog, and also you, Maya. So, um, Maya, tell us a bit about the character you play in the animation. Uh, so the character that I play, um, I really love them because I think in very many ways they're kind of neat and I get to be this kind of... <laughs> exciting kind of ethereal version of myself who has this kind of guiding narrative-ish role throughout the story so it's kind of like um 
the aspects of myself that are life modeling, that talk about life modeling, that practice it, become this character named M, who helps um, Jay, our main character, into his kind of journey, just navigating his city, navigating his realm, and also kind of, she's also kind of a reassuring, I find her very reassuring, um, presence in the actual academy, along with some other life models, who kind of, yeah, they offer guidance, and I find her quite heartwarming yeah. in the script. Well, I, I think she is very much so. And so we've got, so you will, you've written the script. We will also be painting both of you to provide the paintings that will be animated. And you will also be coming to do a live performance of the, um, well, a special edition of the Starkers Academy to launch the animation and the project as oh, no. a whole. I should I should mention that I have a character in it as well. You do. I do. <laughs> I'm Jay, who is the protagonist, uh, the main protagonist um, in the in the animation. And I say the main protagonist because there's another protagonist as well who wants to steal the show. <laughs> uh, and that is Joe Calderwood's character, who is the professor. The professor is, is she is the Academy. Um, and Jay must have a relationship with her as well as with himself to be able to sort of muddle his way through somehow to the other side of this experience. Um, so that's sort of where I'm coming from and that's sort of what my journey is like, really. And Jay will be at the Starkers Academy Ball? Jay will be at the Starkers mm-hmm. Academy Ball. <laughs> plug, 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 Starkers <laughs> Academy Ball at the latest in Brighton on May 17th part of Brighton Fringe and the Starkers Academy Ball will be an opportunity to see the professor in action to see Jay doing whatever Jay does <laughs> to see M slash Maya modeling um, to draw certainly because it's a drawing experience this is not a passive experience the one thing about the Academy just like with any other life drawing experience you can certainly uh, be a spectator to some degree but certainly you have to contribute to it so people get a chance to sort of draw as well and it will also be an opportunity to actually see the film too and meet us clothed for a bit of a Q&A <laughs> So that's and you don't yeah. need to know how to draw, do you? I think no. that's a really key part of the experience. Well, we say that, but we yeah. I firmly believe, coming from someone who's not very good at it, that everybody can draw. Yes. It's just we don't always practice it, do we? So um, everyone can draw, just some of us draw very badly. <laughs> but we all have something to say in what we, what we express through pen and paper and ink. So Well, I think from the yeah. drawer's perspective, it's so much about how you observe the world. Yes. And how you communicate yourself through that observation. Mm. So it's a, a very strong parallel with what you've been talking about from the model's perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so that is the Starkers Academy Ball. The first time you'll be able to see the animation, which is the fruit of this collaborative effort that yes. started with that setting up of the Starkers Academy and the mm. blog that you wrote many years ago. Do you have any final words of inspiration to wrap up for anyone who might be thinking about "Mm, I should give that a try or I that's definitely not for me (laughs) Roy all I'll say is that we all somewhere deep down inside sometimes a bit close to the surface have at least one creative bone in our body and it's really important to actually identify that at some point Um, I think it's part of who we are Um, we're not automatons we're individuals and we create 
necessarily as individuals. So I certainly would love it if people give something like life modeling a chance. And I certainly would love it if, bar that, they do more drawing or something like that. But any sort of creative process, any sort of creative endeavor that you can, you can think of that you might vaguely be interested in, try it at least once. It's very, uh, it's a very self-affirming, beautiful experience that I hope everyone has. Maya. Yeah, just put it very beautifully. Um, I would just like to add the word appreciation to it, because I think I talked earlier about kind of the sense of how affirming it is for me. It's also a very, it's a really nice space where I felt like we've gathered a lot of appreciation um, from the drawings that I've seen, from the fact that there are people working as you're working. And I think that kind of exchange, I probably haven't really known it in any of the other artistic endeavours that I've kind of picked up along the way. Like, yeah, I really felt we accumulate appreciation and exchange and communication in life modelling, maybe in what you might not be able to find that anywhere else. Maybe you will, but this is where I found it. Yeah, me too. Beautifully me put. Too. <laughs> and lastly, just last plug, May 17th, the latest, Brighton Fringe, the Starkers Academy Ball. Come and join us there. We'll see you there. <laughs> Thank you, Roy. Joseph Butler and Maya Williams for joining me here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so this we've been here at Morley Radio and that was Moving the Image. And we'll be back next time with um, an inspirational non-profit to see how creativity is supporting their mission, which is nothing less than world peace. See you then. Ciao.